The Heat Wave Sports Show is owned and produced by Tim Unglesby. All opinions expressed by the host or guests are their own and are not endorsed by either radio station KRLV Management or any of their advertisers. Are you ready? Now back to Heat Wave Sports. Tim Unglesby, Tom Barton, DeMond Cotton with you up until midnight. If you'd like to join in on the show tonight, 876-1340 over on Twitter at Tom Barton Sports, 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 at at HW HW Sports. Sports. And we're going to jump into some Major League League Baseball. baseball. Tommy, Tommy, one week into the season, season, roughly. roughly. And And last last night, we had our first 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 no-hitter of the year, Joe Joe Musgrove of the Padres. Not only, Not got, only the got the first no-hitter hitter in Padre, Padre history, first no-hitter, like, like, hitter, like I said, of this season, uh, San, Diego San Diego native came over to the Pirates in the offseason. Just a cherry on top, on top of the, the, the beginning, of the, beginning of, the season, of the season, Tom. Yeah, you know what? Good good for him. I, um, I love the fact that he was a San Diego Padre fan yeah. growing up, and he had to endure all the no-hitters and then all the, the no-no-hitters. And he, he felt it, man, you know. He had to d- deal with that his whole life, and he's the one that ends it. Man, that's like a storybook ending right there, you know. And now the New York Mets are the only team in baseball without a legitimate no-hitter. I say legitimate because they have one, but it wasn't real. Right. Right. Yeah. Musgrove strikes, strikes out 10, 10 Rangers on his way, on his way through, through 112 pitches, pitches on the night. And, uh, and he, uh, he said in the, in the post-game, post-game interview, he said he knew at, right, around right around the eighth inning, Tom, that once he once gave up space in, he was coming out. So he wanted, so he wanted to finish it. And, uh, and uh, he did that. He wears, he wears Tom, he wears number 44 because he was, because a, he was a big Jake PB fan growing up. Ah, he used to love PB. PB was always, always found his way on my fantasy teams. Uh, I, I love I love the Texas Rangers announcer tonight. Did you hear the Rangers announcer tonight? No, no. So they get they they get a hit, okay, in the game, and the guy says nobody, and I mean nobody, no hits the Rangers two days in a row. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, we, we talked, talked a little bit about, about the trade when, when it happened. It was a three-way, it was a three-way deal. deal, and. Uh, and uh, we went to the Mets, and the Pirates, the Pirates got, got, got some, some lower-end lower prospects. But we had talked about Musgrove fitting in on that rotation with the Padres because, because, because look, they added Snell, they added Darvish. You already have Paddock, Paddock there. there. So Musgrove, so Musgrove slides, slides in as a four, four almost. Seems like a good move for him. Yeah, and he's to me, he's the consistent guy there. You Darvish doesn't go deep into into innings, right? He might go deep into a g- games, but not into innings. Uh, Blake Snell hasn't seen a six inning in, in like seven years, right? We we don't know about him. Right, right. Uh, he doesn't even. He's still playing little league rules. Um, you know these guys, they, Paddock, arm problems. Musgrove's the only guy comes in. He goes, yeah, I can give you some innings, man. You know, and I thought even if he didn't have this massive success, he could go in and he could be a guy that you turn around and you say, all right. We could count on him for innings. I'll tell you, that Padres team, though, uh, Rob Mish uh, texted me today because he did a big preview of the San Diego Padres, um, not only for the the newspaper he writes for in Chicago, the Chicago Sun-Times, but also in San Diego, the San Diego uh, Union, I think it was. And he interviewed a lot of people around Las Vegas about what their thoughts on the the Padres were. And consistently, I was the anti-Padre guy. 
and it wasn't that I, I was necessarily anti-Padres. It was that I had my concerns. He asked me, who do you think was the best addition? I said, I think, I think Kim is going to be the best addition. You know, <clears throat> while everyone's looking at Snell and Darvish and Musgrove, I thought Kim was going to be the guy. And my reasoning was because Tatis is fragile, which is why I destroyed that contract. You know, and I destroyed his contract there because of that, right, Tim? Because, you know, at the end of the day, Tatis is still on the bench. So Rob wrote me today and, and I said, you know what, uh, look, Padres are going to be okay, but there are some problems there. Looking at you know, looking at what we're talking about with the Padres, I think you're getting that kind of feel, right? A little overrated. They're, they're, they're going to be okay. I wouldn't look at this team as a 100-win team. But you know what? Once they get into the playoffs, you got to sneak Musgrove into one of those spots, Tim. You know, you can't be putting Musgrove as a four come playoff time, right? You know, nine, you know, nine, nine games, nine games into the year, and the Tatis injury is huge, right, Tom? He has, he to, has come to come back from this without, without avo- avoiding, avoiding the surgery issue or a blow, it blow it up. Yeah, if not, you lose a 277 hitter. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there, yeah you there you go. And, and, and one of the worst defensive shortstops I've seen in a long time. <laughs> nine games into the season. I think, he, play, I think he played five, and he had two errors already. That's what you That's paid all that money for, though, Tom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't get me started, Tim. I ripped them apart, ripped them apart last year, ripped them apart for being the, the new face of baseball, a 277 hitter that can't make it through a season as a bad defensive player. So, so yeah, yeah, the, the, the depth, depth of the rotation, rotation so Lament's, so Lament's coming, back coming back soon. Obviously, Obviously we're, we're, we're going to see McKenzie Gore at some point, point right, Tom? You look at Gore, you know, and you go, where is this guy going to fit? Why are you holding him down? You know, and that was kind of one of the, the, the things here. You look, you could never have too much fishing. I get it. You know, I get it. But you got, you know, Snell, Darvish, Paddock, Musgrove. You're going to get Lamette back, like you said. Where does Gore fit in? Well, Gore is going to be the guy that when Darvish gets injured or when Paddock re-injures his shoulder or when Lamette can't come back, that's going to be the guy that they squeeze in there. Let's throw, let's it, throw around, it around. Uh, uh, actually, Tom, let's go to the Heat Wave hotline. 876-1340. Terry, Terry wants to talk, wants to talk about, the Braves. about the Braves. Terry, Terry welcome, to, welcome the show. to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, what I want to say is I really think it's crazy <laughs> coming into this season. People weren't really respecting the Braves or Ronald Acuna. Like Some people are saying the Mets are making all these deals. They're going to win this division. Or even the Phillies are going to be up there and – as soon as Fernando Tatis Jr. signed the contract with the Padres earlier, people, like, I got on there and said, I think Ronald Acuna Jr., he's as good of a player as any, you know, for the young and up-and-coming players, I think he's as good as anybody. And there were people laughing at me. I'm like, and right now he's heating up, the Braves are heating up, and I'm not a fan of any of those teams. I'm just saying, like, Ronald Acuna Jr., like, two years ago, everybody's, like, talk about him. It seems like... Now it's kind of like he's on the back burner and nobody wants to talk about him. I'm like, he's a really good player. I mean, he's like a real good up-and-comer, and I don't understand that mentality of like, you know, why would you forget about that guy, man? It's like, I just, I don't know what you guys think about, and I guess I just want to leave it at that. Thanks for taking my call. We appreciate you guys. Love the show. And, you know, I will tell you this. He's got a point. People were forgetting about the Atlanta Braves, but Terry... I'm just going to ask Tim because it wasn't on this show. Tim, who do you who do you have uh, going to the World Series in the National League? Yeah, yeah Braves, Braves over the Yankees. over the Yankees. Right, I, I had the Braves uh, right there too. I had them uh, losing to the Dodgers to to go to the playoffs. So we both had them winning the division. But he's right. You know, Atlanta was overlooked. And the thing about Acuna is this: I, you know, in fantasy circles, and we run in fantasy circles, people were were picking him number one overall. There's nobody forgetting about him, but. It, it is kind of pushing him aside of, oh, okay, the next guy. The problem with Acuna uh, is that he's not the best player on his team. Now, he's got the most talent, but you're talking about Freddie Freeman's the MVP, right? So that kind of knocks him down a tab just enough that I can see what, what he and Terry's saying where people were all over the, the Tatis bandwagon. And, and the Tatis thing did just get ridiculous, and that's 
as Damon always says, that's what uh, what I do is once things start going completely ridiculous one way, I kind of count over over counterproduce the other way, and that's why my hatred for Tatis began. It's not that I hate the guy; I couldn't stand that they were pumping him up to be this man that he just wasn't yet. So thanks for the call again, Terry. Yeah, your Braves were generally forgotten. Uh, you know. Not here. Not on this show, though. No. no. And, uh, and uh, Terry, I have Akuna, Akuna winning the MVP, by the way, so. Not a bad Not start, a bad though, start Tommy, though, Tommy, right? Three, homer Three homers already. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I, I've said it a couple of times. After Mike Trout, who to me is the obvious, I will take Juan Soto over anybody else in the league. But Acuna's right. He, he might be three. You know, I mean, he's right there. I like Juan Soto uh, a little bit more. I think that Acuna has a better all-around game, but it's nitpicking at that point. If you're telling me, is Ronald Acuna uh, one of the top five players in the, in the sport, I'm going to go say, yeah, absolutely. Do I have him at one? No, but he's top five. You're asking me, if, is Fernando Tatis top five? Absolutely not. Let's throw, Let's it, throw it around here, Tom. Tom. And by the way, let, 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 let me make one of those extra statements. Uh, Fernando Tatis is not one of the top three shortstops in baseball. Maybe not one of the top five. Man, you really dislike him, don't you? Well, look, uh, is he better than Trevor Story? No. No. Okay. So he's not hes not the number one. Is he better than Francisco Lindor? I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either. Is he better than Trey Turner? Definitely, Definitely not. not. Okay. So there's three. Oh, just off the top of my head. Is he better than Tim Anderson? I'd probably, I'd probably put him a little, put him a little bit over both hands. Tim Anderson's got two batting titles. Yeah. yeah. Fernando Tatis bat, batted two seventy seven. I tell you what. I tell you what. None of those none guys, of those guys will make as much money as him. No. Well, that's true. Well, Lindor's doing okay though. <laughs> well, now. Well, now he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now he is. Talk about talk the, about the, the Trevor, Trevor Bauer situation. situation. He's, He's off to a good start in L. A. Tom, but uh. I guess they want to look at some baseballs. Yeah, Trevor Bauer needs to just shut his mouth. I like him, okay? I follow him on Twitter. I think he's a, a you know, we'll, we'll, we'll use one of these terms, a hoot on Twitter, right? He's, he's fun to, yeah. to watch. I like what he does for the game. I love that he's a, you know, a mindful guy. Oh, we're going to talk about spin. I like all of it. Uh, this is one of those cases, Trevor, where just, just sit this one out. Baseball is not targeting him. They are grabbing random uh, balls around the league. They've been doing it for over a year now. They've really amped it up this year. Quite a few guys have come out and said, no, they did the same thing for me. They grabbed it for me. You know, you just don't hear the, the yelling and screaming. Trevor Bauer's trying to make this more uh, about him, and I really don't believe that it was a, a direct shot. Now, look, we will, in the next uh, 45 minutes, sit here, and I will take my complete shots at Major League Baseball. DeMond demanded it, by the way, and we will take our shots at Major League Baseball. I think the the owner, uh, the, uh, oh, wait, he's not really an owner, right? He just works for the owners. The commissioner is completely inept and incompetent. I will say that flat out. But in this case, I'm sticking with <laughs> Trevor Bauer set this one out. They're just randomly picking balls. When you look at, the, you look Dodgers, at the Dodgers, seven and seven two, two Tom. 54, 54 runs, runs in those nine games, games. so they did get, what is it, what is it 26 in the series, in the series with the Rockies, but they've scored nine runs, or more, or more three times, times. Picking, picking up, up as, uh, as the prohibitive favorite, favorite they're mashing the baseball, the baseball right. right now. They are, without Cody Bellinger, who's on the DL, uh, or IL now, right? Uh, Mookie Betts actually sat out a game. Yeah, yeah, we don't really need Mookie Betts right now. Um, <laughs> Gavin Lux is basically not even playing. <laughs> it's it's a it's a embarrassment of riches there. But I do see some holes, Tim, because Clayton Kershaw, who we weren't sure. Look, I think he'll be fine. But does he get through a, a full you know two hundred inning slate? No, he's you know that that's a concern there. Kenley Jansen, he doesn't look all that great. That Dodger bullpen doesn't look tremendous right now. So, yeah, 105 wins. That's where Vegas set the number at. I'm still going under. By name, it's a hello of hatch tomorrow, tomorrow at Chavez Ravine. Kershaw Scherzer. Scherzer got, got bombed in his, in his first start. start. 
And, uh, and Clayton, uh, Clayton in the second, second start was, was a little bit roughed up, so I'm interested in tomorrow's game. They both have over six ERA. When was the last time we had Kershaw Scherzer with a six ERA each? Maybe never. <laughs> no. No. Uh, anything, uh, else anything else in the we'll, 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 we'll look at the NL West right now. Giants, Giants five, five and three, three kind of surprised. Kind of surprised. Uh, and then the Rockies and Arizona, we both kind of picked to be down towards, down towards the bottom. Yeah, you know what? Look, I'm not buying the Giants. People are hot on them. They're winning at home. I get it. I'm not buying into this this Giants team at all. Their bullpen is really, really bad, Tim. And their starting pitching is doing okay right now. I don't think that this is lasting. I do like the idea that Buster Posey took some time off, got his body right, didn't have to crouch behind the plate, didn't play catcher, and he looks like a man reborn, man. I am all on the Buster Posey. Hey, welcome back, Train, because this is the real Buster Posey. I was watching, I was watching some, some of the some Giant, of the giant Padres, Padres series earlier in the week. And I'm, and looking, I'm looking at the Giant, at the giant lineup. lineup. And this is and a this game, is that, game they that they won, by the way. I just, I I just don't, I don't understand even understand, Tom. Tom. Look at, yeah, look at the batting lineup. Well, why not? If you take a time machine back to, like, you know, 2000, Longoria and Posey in the middle of that lineup? Come on now, Tim. You're right. You're right. You're right. Some good stuff. You got your Strimsky out there, right? <laughs> not, not, not the, not right, the one. right one. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. Look, it's, look, it's, it's the beginning, it's the beginning of, the year, of the year, right? Isn't this the best you have teams, teams to get off to start? start. But we all, but we know, all know come August... Come August. There will be, there will be 15, 15 games, games behind the Dodgers. So. Uh, Tim, can I, can I, can I flip-flop this to the other West? Because it goes with your point that, you know, teams get off to a hot start and everybody gets crazy. Sure, sure. But, but what about a team like Oakland, who get is, is just off to a miserable start? Their whole team is falling apart. They've already lost their closer for the year, okay? Which, by the way, oh my goodness, what a weird injury. Trevor Rosenthal, they have to remove a rib. They got to remove a rib from this dude. Um, so they lost their closer basically for the year. Matt Olson's banged up. They're, they're getting, not, they're not losing. They're getting humiliated out there. They're getting slaughtered. You can't win a division in April, Tim, but I think you can lose. And everyone's going, well, the A's always do this. They always do this. No, they don't always do this. They don't always lose like this in this fashion. I think this thing, I think the A's could get bury themselves in, in the next month here. Yeah, they're giving yeah, them 64, 64 runs. runs, Tom. That's insane. And they've all and they've all and they've, they're one in they're six, one at, six home. at home. So. so, and that's my point. And they're one in six at home, and they're one in six against division rivals. You know, they yeah. they get destroyed by the Astros. This is an Oakland team that we we could see this thing crumble and crumble real fast. It could get out of hand quickly. But if you go but if back, you go to, back the to the preview show, show Tom, we both, we both had, had Oakland, Oakland arrows, arrows down. down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it is. It, it was been one of those teams that I consistently can't really put my thumb on. Um, they haven't really, really proved me wrong. We could say, you know, they've had decent seasons. Uh, but you look at what we're looking at with the Oakland A's, and I just, I don't see the pitching. I don't see the frontline starters. I now I don't see the bullpen. I mean, I like Deekman, but outside of that, I don't see the bullpen. And the bats are, they're fine, but, you know, Olsen's a good player. Olsen's going to threaten 40 home runs this year. Olsen might actually bat under 240, though, <laughs> you know? Uh, a guy like Chapman, oh, great defense, he's fantastic. Another guy, is he going to bat 280? I, I don't know if he bats even close to that. So, yeah, Oakland's got a lot of problems. I just find it funny that when, when a team starts winning in the first week, first 10 days or so, Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're off to a great start. Look at this. This is amazing. Oh, this is great. But when a team starts losing, everyone goes, oh, it's a long season. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, it's a long season. That's not that long of a season. I don't think we should really judge teams until about the 35-game mark. That's usually where I look at it, 35-40 games. Uh, but if you start out 1-8, and eight, which is what you know Oakland did start out, I think they won back-to-back -back games for the first time all season tonight. But they were they, they started out 1-7 and seven or 1-8, and eight, and they were awful. That can bury you, and you have to climb back. That that takes a month to fix. You have Texas, you have Texas and, Seattle, and Seattle, four, 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 four three, and five. five. Uh, I mean, I mean it's, it's kind of what we expected, right, Tom? They're just, just going to give up a lot of runs there. Yeah, Seattle, I'm just waiting for Jared Kelnick to arrive. Um, in Texas, I expected them to be a much better offense. Nick Solak is a guy I got my eye on. 
I, I think he's he's you know a player. And with Texas, it weird. It, it's just weird because they have a lot of young players. Ron Natty, uh, your ex co-host, wrote me and he said basically. The Rangers still don't have pitching. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Juan Gonzalez is still wondering where their Texas pitching is. You know, they haven't had pitching in 30 years. I mean, it really has been ridiculously long, Tim. And you look at it and you go, all right, I can get behind some of these players. I can get behind the Nate Lowe's and I can get behind, uh, you know, the Nick Solaks and they got Ronald Guzman and they got some power. All right, let's see. You get started and then you go, who's, who's pitching for them? What? Wait, what's his name? And what's worse is that their their closer, who was going to be their closer, is now out for the year. Their backup guy that people go, oh, he's going to be the eighth inning guy. He's injured. Their seventh inning guy is injured. <laughs> and you go, and for a team that had a lot of problems, ooh, this is looking bad. Yeah, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned it. it. They have, they have uh, uh, Gallo. Gallo. Obviously, obviously Las, Vegas Las Vegas got Gallo, got Gallo in that lineup. Uh, when you look, when at, you that look at that rotation, you're just like, "Jeez." Can I, can I? Can I? Can I bash your team here, Tim? Are, are we moving, are we on, moving on, on to the last two in this division? division? Yes. All right. All right. Angels, Angels Astros. Astros. Look, Tom. I like the Angels before the year. I thought they could win the division. I like what I've seen from them. Justin Upton looks good. Trout. Trout said his swing is getting close, Tim. He's batting 400. He said his swing is, is getting close. <laughs> you know, this team looks it, it looks what I thought they were going to be, which is a little surprisingly good, right? Um, but we need to calm down. Everybody needs to calm down about Otani. I have Jay Paris coming on the show next week because Otani and the Otani hype went nuts. He pitched four good innings, Tim. He didn't last it to the fifth inning. Got injured. I don't care if it was a play that, that he should have made or not. It doesn't matter. And An often injured guy got injured before the fifth inning of his first game. And in a game where he didn't last to the fifth inning, probably shouldn't have been in there because he walked five guys. And you know what my Twitter feed said, Tim? He's better than Mike Trout. <laughs> That's DeMond. And, DeMond. And, and it, but here's the thing. I know DeMond was just trying to get under our skin. But it wasn't just DeMond. <laughs> This is what we saw. And then and then you know what you see on the Otani, the night Otani's, wow, you'll never see a Babe Ruth do this. Oh, <laughs> Babe Ruth could You know, they're turning a guy that I wanted to root for in Otani. You know that? Look, I bought you his jersey, right? I mean, I liked Otani. I've had Jay Paris on. He wrote the book on Otani. I like him. I wanted to root for him. They're turning him into a villain now because you pitched four good innings. And guess what? I don't think they were four very good innings because you walked five guys. He, he pitched, he four, pitched innings, four innings. Almost got almost plowed, got plowed over, over. Has a blister. Has a blister and is skipping, skipping his next star, which, which was supposed to be tomorrow. To be tomorrow. And, wa- and, and walked five batters. And walked five, walk five guys. Hell of a start. <laughs> but, but with the bat, with the bat Tom, Tom, 294, 294 three home runs, eight RBIs. Listen, with the bat, if he were to do... I, I like the pitching experiment because he's got ridiculous stuff. But if you remember when he came over, what did I tell you? I said, why wouldn't they just make him a closer? Right? Yeah. Just make him a closer. And and I think that he would still succeed in that role. They want him to be the ace of their staff. You cannot have this guy being the ace of your staff. It, it's just a bad situation to do. There's a reason why no one has been able to do it since the fat guy. Right? There's a reason no one's been able to do it since Babe Ruth. It's not that they didn't have the skill. Otani clearly has the skill. The wear and tear on your body is just too much. It's just too much. In a day and age where everybody's getting Tommy John surgery, right? And in a day and age where, where pitchers are being babied more than, than ever, they still can't do it. So the Otani situation is very simple. Let's not overrate this guy. Can we calm down? He is a really good hitter. He's a... a you know, a decent three, four inning pitcher. And that's it. Why can't he just be that instead of all of a sudden Mike Trout and Babe Ruth? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I have to agree. I enjoy enjoy watching him hit. There's no doubt about that. And you were, and you were, you were really, you were really uh, correct on on Jared Walsh Walsh so far. He's off to a hot start as well for the Angels. Ah, yeah. I like Walsh. Let Walsh throw a couple innings, man. He can throw too. (laughs) 
It's not novel anymore. Jake Cronenworth is crushing it for San Diego. He he can throw. He's a two-way player, yeah. too. Brandon McKay in Tampa Bay, he's a two-way player, too. Anybody could be a two-way player. It's how effective are you going to be at that two-way player, you know? So when you look at so when the, you look at the Angels, six, Angels and three, six and three pitching, pitching the starting, the pitching, starting at pitching at least, Tom. Still a bit still of an, a bit issue. Of an I mean, issue. I mean, Bundy is your ace. He's at three seven, three, seven five. five. Everybody else, Everybody else kind of getting rocked, rocked a little bit, but the pen has been solid. The pen has been solid, and the pen was totally remade. And the pen was something I was worried about. Me and you talked about it. Ty Butcher just left the team, Tim. Yeah, gone. Uh, gone. Uh, retired from the sport yeah. at 27 yeah. years old or 28 years old, whatever he was. I, weird. And he, he, I thought, was the mainstay of that team. And I, I know you got Myers, and you, you, you know, you have these guys that are out there. They've had some closing success. I think that helps. You know, I think it helps that even the guys that got demoted to seventh, eighth inning, they have had that closing mentality. And I still believe. Look, I, Demond calls me old man all the time, right? I still believe that a single closer that is not a closer by committee helps the overall mentality of a bullpen. When you know Razal Iglesias is your guy and you're not, you know, there's no push for that. He is the guy. Then you could slot into your eighth inning role, seventh inning role, six, seven inning role, whatever it might be, and be more comfortable rather than trying to chase. Well, if I do really good, maybe they'll give me the closer spot. I think closer by committee is just a terrible situation. I don't like it. I never agreed with it. And I think the Angels got away from it, which is good. Astros, Astros also, also six and three, and three Tom, and the, and the I'm going to call him the, 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 the triangle of cheat. Correa, Correa Altuve, Altuve, Bregman, Bregman all, off all off to hot starts. Yeah, yeah that, those bums. I love the fact that they were throwing garbage cans. Do you see the garbage can that was thrown out there? And then Dusty Baker, this moron, he's crying out there. Oh, come on, these guys did their penance. What? Wait, what? You know, what I watched was was uh, Castellanos stand up and stand and look down at somebody and get suspended two games. These guys won a World Series on a cheating code, and they didn't get suspended at all. I hope it lasts all year. I hope uh, it, it eventually crushes this Astros team. But right now, they're looking okay. Uh, I do still worry about their young pitching as well. If I'm an Astros fan, I'm concerned about their young pitching. Frankie's still the fountain of youth, Tom. He's looking good. And, and Lance McCullers, who you know I've been a big fan of his for years, he looks healthy for once, and he's pitching great. Yeah, McCullers and Granky could take you a long way. I am sitting back wondering when when are we going to start talking about Granky losing a, a little bit? You know, he hasn't had a fastball in a while. He's effectively pitching the way that he's pitching now. But we talk about all these older guys, Tim, losing a little bit, losing a couple miles per hour off their fastball, not being able to adjust. Even Kershaw we talk about. Even Scherzer we talk about. We, we're not going to bring up Granky. You know, I'll give Granky until July or August. But I want to see how he looks in July and August. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for Granky, who you've seen, seen kind of kind of reinvent himself a little bit, Tom. And, and I, by far, I, by far think he's a better pitcher than the example, example I'm going to use here. But do you, you remember Jamie Moyer? Oh yeah. Yeah. How in the back, how in the back half of his career? He was, four, he was four, over, 40 over forty years old. Pitching deep, pitching deep in the baseball games because he figured out a way that he wasn't going to outpower them. He was going to outcraft them. I think that can last. For only for so long, though, Tim. You know, when you start to see a guy lose velocity, it's going to come up and bite you because eventually guys are going to get that number and they're going to say, you know what, he, he won't throw the fastball. Don't be afraid of his fastball. If he's only throwing the fastball at 91, or, or I think he's, I think Granky's at like 89, you know. If he's only throwing the fastball at like 89, then just sit on all his off-speed stuff. Tom Bart, Tom Bart, Tim Muggles, we heat wave sports. Take a final time, final time out. out. We, come back. we come back. The overreaction. The overreaction. What's, wrong What's wrong with the New York, York Yankees? Yankees? I'm going to get Tom's thoughts on the other side of the. It's heat wave sports. Fox Sports Radio. Sports with Tim Bogglesby and Tom Barton. For the Super Sunday Night Edition of Heat Wave Sports, 
Tom, talk about TomBartonSports.com. You've been on fire, been on fire with, the, with, the, with, the puck. with the puck. I know we don't I talk we don't a lot talk about, a lot about, about it on the show, but you've been cashing cash tickets, tickets with the NHL. NHL. Yeah, it's pretty great because I, I, I'm telling the story this week uh, at Sports Garden Network that I took some years off uh, of hockey. You know, I was uh, very admittedly uh, hitting 49%, 48%, 51%. For about three or four years, and I said, you know what? I'm taking some some time off, and I, I took years off of hockey. Right now, Tim. Well, now last year, you know that I picked Tampa before the year. I had a very good year last year, and I said, you know what? It could have been fluky, right? A pandemic kind of year. This year, where I sit right now, according to Capper's Monitor and Capper Tech, both of the uh, uh, monitoring websites, the number one NHL handicapper in the country at 24 and 8. So, listen, <laughs> I don't want to say it's easy because I don't want to upset the uh, the gambling gods, right? But I feel like the new schedule is kind of easy. You know, I, I just keep going back to the well. Edmonton against uh, Ottawa. Oh, yeah, they beat them nine times in a row. Am I laying some money? Sure, I'm laying some money. Well, you know what? You go with the over-unders. What I'm finding this year is the over-unders are, are just uh, completely off. I mean, they're just giving five and a half no matter what. No matter what the trends say, it's five and a half. And I'm finding these these little avenues. I will be honest with you. Look, I have laid some money um, on some games. I've also uh, played a lot of totals. But 24-8, and eight, Tim, number one handicapper in the country right now for the NHL. Yeah, we don't talk a lot of NHL here for some reason, but... Uh, yeah, uh, you should be following me. And, oh, by the way, if you like player props, Mitch Marner has made me a small fortune this year. I just take a point or an assist on Mitch Marner literally every game. Well, everyone's looking at Austin Matthews. He's on the Matthews line. Marner's the guy, man. Fourth in points, fourth in assists in the league, and no one's paying attention to him. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you mentioned Edmondson. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been doing, doing well with Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid props. props. Uh, um, they didn't look good tonight, I'll tell you that. Right. Right. They got shut out tonight. What's that? What's that? They got shut out tonight. Yes. Yes. Well, they didn't play Ottawa, so. What do you do? So you mentioned, you said, you know, I took a couple years off, then we had the bubble year, and now we have the, basically, basically the, the, the schedule, the schedule of, of they only play these, these core teams. teams schedule. Schedule. So, so we've seen, seen Ottawa. Ottawa. Uh, New Jersey, New Jersey Buffalo. Buffalo, and the Lions, and the Lions have, been have been adjusted on Buck Jersey, Buffalo. Buffalo. I, saw you know, I saw a couple three hundreds, but even but on even those Edmonton games, games Tom, we weren't even laying two dollars. No, not at all. And and that yeah, that's the thing. It, the other day, uh, Detroit, who by the way also won again tonight, but Detroit uh, plus four hundred. Where were they? Minus four hundred. So they were plus what three eighty or so, and they won against Tampa Bay. Um, you got to be very careful about laying big money, but you're right. Look, with Ottawa, I'm laying one against Ottawa, I should say. With Edmonton, I'm laying minus one seventy. Yeah, I'll give a one seventy back to back nights. And and I'll take my small rewards. Small rewards eventually add up. They've beaten them nine times in a row. Like you said, you want to do a player prop, uh, you know, g- give it a shot with a with a McDowell. McDavid's very expensive if you want to go low. But you know what? Throw it into a, a player prop parlay. You could do things like that. That's why I'm on Marner. Uh, Marner had a fantastic night again tonight. Made me some money. I had to lay uh, $100 to win 40 bucks. You know, it's a lot. But it's not crazy for a guy that basically every game is going to get you a point or an assist. I mean, he, uh, you want to go and assist, you're even going to lay less than that. I went on points tonight. So there are definitely ways in hockey to make a buck. Now, in my record of 24 and 8, I'm not counting any player props, by the way, just to clear that up at TomBartonSports.com. I'm not including player props. That's just uh, my personal stuff that I sent to you guys. You feel you that. Feel that- when the playoffs, when the playoffs come, come and these Canadian, Canadian teams eventually have to play American teams, teams. it'll be, it'll be uh, almost, uh, almost since they since haven't they played, each, played each, other each other at all year, Thomas, it'll be almost uh, the, unknown. the unknown. It's very much the unknown. It's going to be a lot harder for handicappers to kind of get a read when you start, you know, kind of integrating. What One of the, the biggest things is that we know, we know who these teams are um, more than any other sport. 
You know, they always say, oh, in football, it's hard to beat a team three times. Now, we proved that wrong, but uh, that's the general mentality. In baseball, uh, look, unless you're the Yankees beating up the Orioles, you know, you got a couple of teams that just destroy other teams. Other than that, it's it's hard to beat a team different times. In hockey, to me, especially what we've seen over the last two seasons here, or season and a half, um, no, it's easier. When you know these teams, you know this goal, you know this situation, you know what's going it's just easier. And what I love this year about hockey, and one of the things that really, um, you know, is making it fun again, making hockey fun again, is that you do have these duos. When was the last time you had a lot of duos? I mean, you got McDavid and, uh, I always forget how to say this guy's name, Drazdal, Drazdal, he's on the line with McDavid. Well, he was on the line, uh, McDavid, not tonight, but he's usually on the line with McDavid. Leads the league in scoring, you know. Um, so you have those two. You have Tavares and Matthews and Marner. You have duos around the league, which are getting interesting. I mean, it's getting fun when you have the duos going up against each other and, you know, they're going for the scoring title. I know Matthews had a huge game today, and then we were looking at McDavid, and they were they were just spent. They played four games in five nights and three in the last four. I mean, they were spent. But you li- I like that kind of competition, and we haven't had that in hockey in a long time where you get the duos back-to-back. But it's because, but it's because they basically, basically shortened the season, the season to, playing to playing only in division. Once, yeah. Once you open it up again. Well, look, I mean, you know, every team benefits from it. We're sitting here in uh, Vegas country, and, you know, I'm already looking at next week, and I'm going, well, the Knights, ever since they were ousted a couple of years ago in the playoffs, right, the Knights own the Sharks. They won seven of the last eight against them. They won all four against them this year. They're going to be at home, a place where Vegas is, is just crushes it. What do you think the line on the, you know, the Knights hosting the Sharks is going to be? I don't know, maybe 180, 170, 180. I, I like the Knights in that game, you know? And it, if it doesn't come out the next night, they're, they're playing them again at home. So, you know what? I'll go back to the well. That's kind of where oh, the, the advantage is certainly there. But I don't know how the Knights are going to look when they have to travel to maybe Toronto or Edmonton. I don't know what they're going to look like. Did you, Did you have, a have a future play this year? I know it's I know Tampa last year. Yeah, it was Tampa last year. I threw some on Toronto this year. I threw on Toronto, um, and then I felt bad about it afterwards because it was one of those things where I, I uh, in hockey, more than any other sport, I get star starry-eyed. You know, I know the big guys. If I was going to get a hockey jersey right now, oh, uh, now Marner's made me a, a, literally a small fortune this year. I'd probably get a Marner jersey, but um, I would probably get a McDavid jersey. I'd be that guy, okay? I, so I'll fully tell you. So when I was looking at the futures plays this year, I said, you know, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to come back and do it again. The Boston's and the, you know, the Pittsburghs and, and you know the Washingtons, they just didn't offer much value. Uh, neither did Vegas. They didn't offer much value. So I went the Canadian route, and I said, you know what? I, I just couldn't get over the scoring of the Matthews, Tavares, and Marner, and I thought they'd be very dangerous. I got pretty good odds on them. I'm sitting on a 10-to-1 ticket. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like Toronto a lot, too. I, I, put, a I, I put a little on Colorado, Colorado, and I think they, and I think they fall off. That's same great. Boat. Uh, same boat with same Toronto, they're right. They can't, they can't do it in the playoffs. They, they got to do it. Yeah, you know what? This might be the different year. They're the prohibitive favorite, and I've watched them just uh, this year play on both sides. They are just a fantastic team to bet on because they score in bunches. They score quick, but, man, they can play defense. You know, the problem is, is that like Toronto won a game tonight 6-5 against Detroit. Uh, you know, I was watching that game back and forth with the Edmonton game. It was on before the Edmonton game, and then I went back and forth with that. And I'm going, well, every time that they score, you know, Detroit scored, they have no defense, Tim. And I like Campbell. Listen, Campbell's on, what is he, a 9-0 run or a 10-0 run? Campbell set the all-time record for most consecutive wins for in Toronto history last week. Campbell looked good. Tonight, he didn't look good. And to his credit, he stood up in front of the cameras and he told everybody, you know what? <laughs> you know, this one's on my teammates. I, I didn't look good out there. Campbell, though, you know, is he peaking at the wrong time? Do you trust Campbell in the playoffs to get hot? Maybe. I don't trust that defense, though. You're giving up five goals to the Detroit Red Wings in a game where you, you know, are barely winning. It worries me. And their defense worries me. And the same thing with Edmonton. Now, now, tonight's game, I'm going to throw aside for Edmonton. They were tired. They were, you could see them really laboring out there. But Edmonton worries me, too. Both, both of the teams that I like in Canada uh, for this year, both of them just don't play defense. And 
and their goalies can stand on their head all they want, but their defense is just not there. Could be, could be a year of Canadian team wins the Stanley Cup, Thomas. It's been a long time, man. Uh, yeah, I, look, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think it's going to come back to bite them. It is scary looking at a line of Matthews, Marner, you know, and then you got Tavares. It's scary looking at a line with two of the, the top two scorers in the NHL in Edmonton, right? But when you know that they're, they're scary, sure, but they don't play defense and their goalie is mediocre at best, you're not going to be intimidated. They'll get by. They'll win a round or two. But you go up against uh, Vasilevsky, you go up against, listen, the, the Knights and their defense. I, I think that defense still wins. I still believe defense wins in sports. Toronto, Toronto has the best, or excuse me, Tampa, the best, the best goaltender, goaltender in, in hockey. Oh, by far. So, yeah. All right, Tom, All right, Tom let's close, up, close up with some uh, the American, American League East. We'll save the rest for tomorrow night. night. Yankees, Yankees 3 and 5. Domingo Germán was uh, sent down sent today, down today Tom. Tom. What's up Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yes. Yes. What's going on, What's going with, on with your boys? I'm not worried. Um, yeah, I'm not worried. It is what it is. I, I'm, I'm concerned about smaller items on the team. I'm concerned that Kluber can't give us innings. That, that worries me. I'm concerned that we all knew Glaber Torres wasn't really a shortstop, and he's trying to play shortstop. Uh, we, we knew that. And I'm concerned that Aaron Judge can't stay healthy. You know, I, I told this story this week. Um, my wife was asking me about, about Aaron Judge, and I said, well, you know, here's my thing about Judge. And I will put this through every Yankee fan out there to, to really come to a conclusion with it. Aaron Judge is 29 years old, okay? He's going to be 30 years old, and he's going to be looking for a 10-year contract, probably for $200 million plus. I play fantasy baseball, Tim. I'm in a dynasty league where I've had Aaron Judge where I drafted him, okay? I had an option this year. I could either go year to year with him or I could sign him for five years at the maximum contract. Tim, it's not real money, okay? It's a fantasy baseball league. And I didn't sign Aaron Judge, my favorite player, to the five-year contract because I'm so concerned about his long-term ability to stay on the field. I'm concerned this year. The New York Yankees will not do anything this year without Aaron Judge staying healthy. That That's just reality. Um, the Kluber stuff, you know what? I think he'll be okay. I think the bullpen, that's a, you know, a little lax right now. I think they'll be okay. I think Labor Torres can be serviceable at short. The Judge injury situation, that's what worries me the most. When you, look, when at you look at the outfield, Hicks, Hicks Frazier, Frazier, Bruce, Bruce they're not they're off to a great, great start, Tom. No, not at all. And the hitting, see, that's the thing. The hitting will come around. If, you, if, if my biggest concern is if the New York Yankees are going to hit, I feel great. <laughs> because we know they will hit. It's too small of a sample size right now. I'm not overly concerned about it. But, but I am concerned at the overall feel of the team. The overall feel of the team feels like they're, they've gotten out to a sleepwalking mentality. And usually, you need that one guy to give it a spark. And Aaron Judge would be that guy, right? If he's out there, he's a guy that plays really hard. He's hitting balls 500 feet. You know, I, he would be that guy to give him a spark. As much as I love DJ LeMayu, and I, I absolutely love the guy, he's more of the quiet leader. They don't have that guy to spark this team when Aaron Judge is on the field. They don't have it. And the hitting will come around, Tim, but they're going to need somebody to spark it. Maybe it's Luke Voigt that comes back and gives them that jolt, you know? Maybe. But right now, look, I'm not worried about the Yankees. I'm just not happy with them. You know what I've you know noticed? What I've noticed? It's, a three it's a three and five start, start but obviously you've lost three in a row. row and Tampa's, Tampa's got the best seed this weekend so far, but... The bullpen, the bullpen has been solid, been solid Tom O'Day, Sessa, Green, all perfect. all perfect so far. Green is always going to be good. And, and O'Day, listen, that was one of the best pickups that we had. I, I, I'm talking about the same fantasy league. I, I'm in a holds league. I grabbed O'Day for a dollar, and I, I was smiling ear to ear. Um, when Chapman gets back and, and kind of on roll, on his role, you're going to have the same sort of bullpen that the Yankees have had. Is it as dominant? No. But it doesn't have to be as dominant as the, the greatest you know, bullpen of all time. Just got to be very good. And I think that they have plenty of ability to be very good. How about your, How nemesis, about your nemesis, Boston? Boston. Five, in a, Five in a row now for the Red Sox. 
Yeah, look at the competition. Yeah, you know. The Orioles were some of the competition. Yeah, 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 they were. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, you know. um, I have zero worry about the Red Sox long term. Toronto worries me. By the way, remember all the conversation I talked about, uh, about Dunedin and going down there and playing in Dunedin. uh, Yeah. Tim, you think the ball flies out of there, man? Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I've seen the ballpark. I, I was one of the few people that was traveling. I traveled down to Florida four times, three, well, three times, and once to Atlanta during the quarantine. Um, <laughs> sounds funny to say. And I saw that stadium. It's it's tiny. It's a tiny little stadium. It's a single it's a single-A stadium. stadium. Yes, yeah. it's a ti- It is a really small stadium, and all I kept hearing from people down there. This is before they knew Toronto was going to, you know, have their home there this year. All I kept hearing from people that that from Dunedin walking around talking to people is, oh yeah, oh oh, oh man, ball, ball flies out of there. Oh ball, oh that, that that plays small. Like plays small. It looks like a little league field. It plays small. Yeah, it plays small. Like Vladimir Guerrero is hitting fifty home runs this year. So they've so had, they've had uh, tomorrow, be tomorrow be game four, four in Dundee. On this show, on this show before opening before day, opening you, day said you said bet the over. Tom, I bet Tom, the I over. Bet the over. Every, game, Every so game so far, we're two, we're and, two one. and one. All right. Hey, it'll be profitable, right? Right. Right. And, it, it's, and been, it's been, been what, 10, 10, 10, 10 and a half, 11. 11 so. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Look, the, the, the secret's out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, this, was, uh, this wasn't exactly a... a, a underground kind of conversation uh, they're setting 11s in Dunedin uh, isn't that Colorado Rocky numbers yes what about the Jays four and four and four, and four. Uh, uh, obviously, obviously can score runs we saw that 15, 15 spot, spot tonight they can score runs Ryu is dangerous as a one um, but their bullpen is a mess you think Merriweather's going to lead uh, the league in saves here, Tim? I, you know, Romero doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Their bullpen, you could string it together early in the season with a weak bullpen because their arms aren't, you know, hanging off, right? Their bullpen has to be improved. They should be on the phone tomorrow trying to get themselves a legitimate closer. Then everybody else pulls back. Don't tell me Romero's the closer because they already went to this guy Merriweather. They, they, no. It is a bad bullpen. You could even get by with Ryu and the collection of guys they have behind him, hoping maybe a Pearson comes up. They cannot do anything this year with the bullpen the way it's constructed right now. Yeah. Merryweather, who had no idea, no idea who, he who he was. You have uh, David, David Phelps, who's pitched okay so far. Okay so far. Yeah, Phelps is, uh, Phelps is okay. Yeah, but, but you're right. You're right. The rest of it is... But again, do you trust David Phelps? In, in a big spot in September, you know, in a playing game coming into the seventh inning? No. No. Come no. on. No. Actually, when you look at the bullpen, I don't trust any of them. That's what I, and that's what I mean. You know, so Toronto could have a nice little season, and everybody go, oh, Toronto's going to be a nice little team. Guess what? That's what they are. A nice little team and a nice little season. Toronto's not that far away, though, from being a extremely scary team. they got to go out there and make a move, though. Who's the guy? Are they got to grab Rodriguez from Pittsburgh, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot to fix what they need to get fixed. You know, the bullpen is the easiest thing to go out there and get talent. It's not the easiest thing to fix, but it's the easiest thing to go get talent. Because once teams start falling out of it, you can go pick it up. And in the and Vlad, in the Vlad for president, president can't, uh, can't, uh, sweepstakes, uh, Tommy. Tommy. 379, 379, two home runs, eight RBIs. Oh, so you mean my 25 to 1 ticket is holding up pretty well for MVP? It's looking good. It's looking good. Oh, yeah. And he mashed, and he mashed one, one the other night. The other night that, uh, that, uh, I don't know, I don't if, it's know if it's landed in Dundee yet. This guy's winning an MVP before it's all said and done. And I, I'm telling you, it may not be this year, Tim. I'm not that far off. You know, he's one of those guys I'll ride for the next three years and I'm gonna because I'm going to pay off. All that young, all that talent, young talent. You know, that's, you know, that's the thing. They're, they're all, all under, contract, uh, under contract, Tom. And they all make, they no, all make money. no money. And they're going to be around for a while. they got to get the pitching right. And pitching, look, let's be honest. We just talked about the Rangers, right? How many World Series titles were eluded from the Rangers just for having no pitching? How many World Series championships were eluded from your Baltimore Orioles, Tim, back in the 90s from just having no pitching? People forget how good some of these hitting teams have been. Look at the Colorado Rockies. I know it's Colorado, but if you're playing in Dunedin at this point, it's the same thing. 
massive lineups, insane, young, huge ability to crush the ball. If you can't get that pitching, it's a problem. And in Tampa? Tampa? Ah, uh, You know, you you watch Archer go down here. I I like Glasnow. I I just think that they were a charm. They they lived a charm life last year. They're not going to fall in the tank, but I think that, look, it's just inevitable that things all don't go right for them this year, and we already start to see it happen in Tampa. Yeah, you're going yeah, to see that offense, that struggle, offense struggle, I think, come, 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 late, come late in the years. That, that's, that, that's where I, I see a big, a big question, question mark for, for Tampa because, because, because I, I, like I, I like Glasnow. Uh, Rich, Hill, Rich Hill, looked, Hill looked like Rich Hill, like Rich right? Hill right? I mean, yeah, but he does now. You know, again, you trust Rich Hill throwing 180 innings and giving you quality innings in late August? No. No. Right. Same, 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 with, Archer. same with Archer. Injury, Injury prone. prone. Michael Walker looked Michael horrible. Looked horrible. There's, there's, a there's a lot of issues in Tampa, in Tampa, which, Tampa which I think, I think why, again, again, we both, we both didn't have him making the playoffs. Yankees take on Walker tomorrow. You think they light him up? Is this the, is this the yeah, breakout? Yeah. You know what? The, the Yankees are due for like a 10 spot. You know, right, right. playing at home Sunday and the losing streak, you face a Michael Walker. Could you ask for a better scenario? They're, no, they're, they're not, not getting swept. swept. Let's, put let's put it that way. Right. Right. I think that's my, I think play, that's my play tomorrow, Tom. That might be might, might be one of mine. <laughs> All right, let, All right, let, let everybody know about the website, website Tom Barton Sports. Sports and, 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 and Sports Garden. Garden. I know the newest one's up. It's about, one's up. Hockey, it's about hockey, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. We uh, had a guy from Winners and Winers come on talking about uh, NHL hockey trends. And also uh, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. at Sports Garden Network. You guys can listen in. You, you could go also go to the podcast, Wagering Week. Then have Andy Bagwell on. Andy Bagwell was a... Uh, he wrote a book about uh, Duke sucks. He's a North Carolina guy, but he was a, a roommate of the new head coach there at North Carolina. So interesting perspective from Andy Bagwell this week as well. Guys, go check out TomBartonSports.com. It's TomBartonSports.com. Like I said, look, the numbers don't lie. You guys can go check me out. Go see it. 24-8 and eight in NHL this year. And I will have two plays up on the board for tomorrow to go check out. It's TomBartonSports.com. Tommy, 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 see you at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, man. Talk tomorrow night, guys. Tom Barton, Tom Barton, Tom Barton, Tom Barton For Tim Unglesby, for Devon Cotton, we will talk to you at 10 o'clock for the Super Sunday Night Edition of Heatwave Sports. 10 o'clock tomorrow night, right here on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM, 1340 AM. No plan B, just a one-way ticket.